today on the Tearsheet Podcast. You see that trend where software companies will be at the forefront of financial services. Um, we actually believe it won't even feel like financial services. When you think about some of the best transactions you have, um, you know, grab the Uber or Lyft, you know, model, they're technically taking payments every single time you're riding and you don't even know that you paid eight bucks or nine bucks as a transaction. It's so seamless. And that's the same thing that you're going to start to feel with any type of business you interact with. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. There are so many fees and players in the credit card processing market. Fat Merchant, which started over a decade ago, set out to simplify things with the market's first subscription, all-you-can-eat pricing for merchants. As the firm has matured, it's grown into an integrated payment technology provider that continues to simplify the payment experience for SMBs by bringing together the various payment technologies via API. Now, Fat Merchant has introduced a new partnership with Finix on a new product called Flex, which further empowers software firms to start processing payments immediately within their platforms. Fat Merchant President Sal Remetula joins us on the podcast to talk payments, the evolution of Fat Merchant, the new Flex product, and where the payments market is headed in the future. Here's my talk with Sal. Hey, uh, well, thanks for having me. So Sal Remetula, um, the president and co-founder of Fat Merchant. Fat Merchant is a payment technology company based in sunny Orlando, Florida. Um, we do an array of payment technology ranging from uh, specific solutions for small to medium-sized businesses. We have a full platform that allows these businesses to grow with their analytics, uh, integrated payments, and different ways to accept payments. And then we have a full partner ecosystem where we enable software companies to become payment companies themselves. Um, I've been doing this here now about seven years from the inception, but uh, Fat Merch is about six to seven years old, depending on who you ask and where the, the original inception of the idea came in. But, uh, but yeah, really excited to be here. Awesome. And what about you, Sal? Like, how did you get into this industry and this business? Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> so I, uh, I, you know, for people that are in payments, they kind of know that once you get in, um, you, you don't even know how long it goes and you kind of just get roped into this thing. Um, zero ambitions to be in payments, zero ambitions to, to talk about merchant services or payment technology in any way, shape or form. Uh, there might be a few of those out there that, you know, walk out of the womb really excited about credit card processing, but I was not one of them. Um, I worked at Deloitte Consulting up in New York City, primarily doing sales performance management. I traveled the world for about two years, uh, project to project. <clears throat> Ended up at a startup out in San Francisco called Anaplan. Uh, as one of the original hires there, uh, helped lead and build a customer success team, then a sales team, uh, got to be a part of their public journey a few years ago. Um, and then how payments found me or how fat merchant, it is actually run by myself and my sister. So we are wow. a family owned operated business, women led. Um, but yeah, senior CEO, I'm the president and, um, yeah, we're about two years apart in age. We've always been um, obviously great friends and uh, obviously great siblings. And uh, she had this idea. She, We talked it through and I was like, you know what? This can actually work and uh, move from San Francisco to Orlando. How do you split responsibilities with your sister? Who does what? Uh, good question again. Um, <clears throat> well, she's the older sibling, so she can more or less have what she wants <laughs> first. No, um, you know, it, it's interesting. We, we both have you know, unique uh, perspectives on the business. I, going back to my sales performance management background, the Deloitte, the, the startup culture. So I'm very operational focused, sales focused. 
Um, so I'd say like the day-to-day operations and execution of the business is where I spend a lot of my time. She's definitely the more creative. So leads a ton of our marketing initiatives and really product vision. So between the both of us, um, we really complement each other really, really well. Uh, we kind of combine ourselves as, as one entity of what sort of makes Fat Merchant as unique as it is and what's really driven our success. So um, at the end of the day, more creative side for her, more operational side for me. That makes a lot of sense. I think you're probably the first brother-sister team we've had on. Um, we have had co-CEOs on the podcast, but uh, that's awesome. So can we go through, you talked about, I guess, three different use cases. Can we talk about those a little, in a little bit more depth and kind of who the clients are and sort of what yeah. the, the value prop is there? Yeah. So just like any great business, there's an evolution, right? So Fat Merchant really began uh, to empower small to medium-sized businesses at the core of it. Um, you know, we sitting around this great idea that in payments, if you're familiar, uh, there's all these convoluted fees. There's like something called interchange, and then there's different markups. There's multiple people with their hands in the pot that really um, sort of either bring value or charge uh, to bring value within that ecosystem. And we really couldn't understand why there was such a difference between the SMB structure of price points. And then when you start to think about the, the big conglomerates of the Walmarts, McDonald's, et cetera, out there, and why there was such a big price uh, sort of disparity. So we said, well, why can't, you know, being the millennials we are, we, we said, why can't we incorporate some version of subscription into payments? <clears throat> and so the idea originally was born where Fat Merchant would be the first subscription-based technology company to provide unlimited credit card processing uh, for a single flat subscription. And mm. that was the 2014, um, you know, first vision, first article that kind of went out. Um, I, th- I don't even remember the price point. I want to say it was like 29 or $79 a month. You basically got unlimited credit card processing. Um, all you had to do is pay direct interchange. So on average, customers were saving about 40% on their credit card processing fee, which is actually wow. still true to this day. Mm-hmm. So that was our, our big SMB launch. And when we got into that space, <clears throat> we sort of realized that not only were there so many different fees and people couldn't understand it, but frankly, there was a lack of technology. And we really focused in on understanding, well, how can we provide this SMB ecosystem with something that's broader than sort of a lot of the point of sales? So you're seeing this new wave of Square coming out roughly at the same time, Stripe, things you guys are, might be familiar with. But they were really focused on, you know, at the time Square came out, it was a mobile dongle reader focusing mm-hmm. on micro merchants, really folks that wanted to take mobile payments. And where we found this big niche where to be a subscription-based provider, right, for us, the value has to make sense, right? So there's like a, a point of a threshold where you have to be large enough to be our customer. And that point was about $100,000 a year in credit card sales. So if you weren't really doing that, um, our tools, you know, would be fantastic for you, but the cost price point just wouldn't make sense for you. But anything above that, we would be absolutely no brainer. And so we started going down this path of building out sort of tools that would help specifically that SMB population. And what we quickly realized is that in today's day and age, we all want to accept payments in a variety of ways. We want to pay via our mobile phone or Apple Watch. We want to be able to buy online. We want to have something shipped to our door. And all of these are fantastic. Then there's a ton of point solutions that exist, but none of them actually bring them together. So what I mean by that is if you grab, I don't know, Joe's Pizza Shop down the street as an example, 
they might, you know, you can buy pizza online, you can order 30 pies and get an invoice. Uh, you can walk in there and buy a slice of pizza, but they'll probably have, I don't know, a square mobile reader, a GoDaddy website for their payments, and they use Bank of America Merchant Services for their point of sale. Nothing actually brings them all together. And so we launched our product Omni back in uh, late 2017, early 2018, which was the first card present, card not present API that connected back to Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and Discover. And what we were doing basically in real time was ingesting all of the information of a single SMB and providing them with a single point to be able to take payments. And now that we had all that information, we could provide them analytics, we could provide them different integrations with tools, um, really start to think of all the use cases once you had a centralized point to view your business. So I'll pause there. I can imagine a ton of questions. So. Yeah. Well, so, so is it, is it actually that your end customer is, is, is changing in their needs or is it more just like being able to meet them uh, with, with a different type of product or a different type of value? That's a great question. You know, so originally we, we really wanted to make sure that we powered and gave these SMBs uh, what we believe were cost savings. The value proposition back in 2014 was we can save you money. Simple as that. And then it quickly evolved where technology, if you look at the last 10 years, I mean, we as, you know, a globe, you know, around the world have done so much in technology advancements for every year that you go by. In the last five years, we've probably done more than the last 30 years prior to that. And, and what kept happening is consumer behavior changed. Consumer behavior wanted to split payments. They want to buy on Venmo. They want to pay this way or buy that way. <clears throat> and Unfortunately, these SMBs were getting left behind because tools and resources are expensive. Training your staff is expensive. Being able to buy new products is expensive when they're focused on their business. And so what we said is, well, how can we, if our mission and vision is still to empower SMBs and our partners who serve these SMBs, what can we do to enable them with single tool set? And are you familiar with like mint.com? Like sure. The, okay. So Omni, the easiest way I can describe it is a mint.com for businesses. You basically plug in your tools. For example, if you use QuickBooks for your ERP system, you log that in. If you're using uh, your bank statements, you log that in. And we connect all of these things together. So all of a sudden you have one view of your business. And not only can you now do and understand your business better, but now you can reach the customers who have sort of pushed you in this direction in a really cost-effective way by providing that SMB tools, analytics, everything all in one. Well, it also sounds like what you're saying, Sal, is that um, cost, I guess total cost or cost of ownership is, is, not the, is not necessarily the overriding factor for most SMBs. No, I mean, you know, it, it is. I mean, at the end of the day, they want to save money, right? Every, every dollar in the SMB, and I mean, good Lord, all the stuff we've gone through with COVID for the last you know, three months, you, you can kind of see how, how much cash flow is important to these SMBs with so many different loan programs, the PPP loan program in the United States, um, you know, being able to maximize their dollars are important. So cost savings, I think is very important, but at the same time, they have to grow their sales and to grow their sales, going back to your total cost of ownership, it is important to be able to have analytics against their business. It is important for them to see um, where they should be spending more time or more money and helping them grow their business. So we, we sort of believe we hit on our both sides that we're not only an area where you can come to us and just save money, but we also believe that you can save time, save resources and grow your business alongside the platform. 
And Sal, I, in the remaining time that we have in our conversation, uh, I know you have a, uh, you've recently launched a new product. Can we talk about that? Um, absolutely. So, you know, we, we built all this stuff out. We've done, we do about uh, probably $6 billion in payments roughly uh, annually on this platform specifically. And what kept happening is we kept having partners knocking on our door, asking to see if they could use our Omni platform within their own softwares. And we're like, interesting, you know, why would you want to do that? And they were like, well, we have all these different, you know, we're a service-based company and we, we have this great service-based software, but we don't have all this backend stuff that you've built out when it comes to risk and underwriting as a, as a company, to be able to do funding dynamically to making sure that people's money shows up on time. So to be able to do each one of those things, you need to have sponsor banks, you need to have an underwriting team, you need to have a transactional monitoring team, you need a full settlement engine, which I believe one of your, uh, your former podcasts or folks that you guys have worked with, Phoenix, who your listeners might be um, familiar with, is one of our settlement engine partners. Um, and then obviously the function of payment processing. And so we said, huh, well, why don't we package this all as a single API? Um, we're great friends with Richie, the CEO of Phoenix and their whole team. Um, and we were actually having drinks back at Money 2020 Wow, 2018, I want to say, when we had this idea, or 2019, yeah, I want to say 2018, yeah, late 2018, and we, we sat down and we're like, what if we could find a way that we could <clears throat> provide a quick solution for these platforms to be able to instantly turn into payment companies? And Richie was like, yeah, you know, that, that's what we do. We do this, you know, great platform that you guys utilize. And we're like, yeah, I, I understand that, but there's still the human capital element of it. There's still the got to go get a sponsor bank element of it. What if we combined Fat Merchant Forces and Phoenix's Forces, what we both do best, to be able to develop a new product called Phoenix Flex, to be able to give your customers um, and these you know, great technology partners a single application to use, a single API, <clears throat> to be able to do every single one of these things. So not only are you knocking out bank sponsorship, the enrollment for your customers, how do you do risk management and fraud management, ensuring that your customers are getting their funds on the settlement side, but allowing the software companies to do what they do best, which is sell software. And at the back, Phoenix and Fat Merchant being the backbone to help them becoming payment companies in 2020. And uh, we've been on this journey for about 18 months now. We launched a product, I don't know, 60 days ago about, I'd say. We already have a few customers on the platform. We're absolutely excited about it. Um, if you're a, you know, any type of software company out there looking to get into payments, uh, we are absolutely the clear best solution, both with Phoenix Flex, powered by Fat Merchant. And how are you handling, um, I guess, go to, go to market with them? It, it sound, they're branded on the front end of the product. Are, are they handling that? You're just your you're solutions provider in there or is it vice versa or joint? What, what's happening? You know, it's definitely Phoenix leading on the Phoenix Flex from a sales side and a go-to-market. Um, but we have a full professional services team that works with their professional services team and ours combined. So if you do become a customer, you do get the full fat merchant touch. Um, we provide you with additional tools beyond what Phoenix will provide. So it's, it's a full combination of a suite of products, which all encompasses into the Phoenix Flex. Um, from their perspective, it's one platform, one API to manage but we have a collaborative team that's on the back end to ensure their success. Awesome. And 
So one of the things that sounds to me, Sal, that you guys have been so adept at doing is sort of just evolving as long and, and understanding your customers and maybe finding new markets for, for your capabilities. What, when you're looking forward into the future, like what does your own pipeline look like? What, what are you thinking about? Where are you taking Fat Merchant in the future? I appreciate the ask. So we have a big press release tomorrow as well that we're about to drop. Um, you know, we, we've always been on this thesis that um, – the world specifically SMB is shifting and consumer behavior is shifting. Uh, the way that millennials purchase, the way that Zen Z purchases, um, you know, I, I can't even remember the last time that I probably typed my credit card into my phone. Uh, it usually either pulls up by the Apple saved version or you're, you know, being able to utilize some wallet that's already shared, or, you know, saved in your phone. Um, so how do you allow these SMBs to get there? Uh, the Amazons of the world, et cetera, have done a great job of, frankly, becoming monopolies because they create such a great user experience on checkout, which I'm confident even at your house, Zach, you probably show up with so many Amazon boxes that you, you don't even remember what you ordered. Um, you know, and, and that's really the experience that these SMBs are lacking, right? If we have Ted's pool supply down the road, how do we enable him or her to be able to get those same types of solutions and same type of um, you know, tool sets that these large conglomerates have. That's, that's really where our focus is. Uh, we have a big product launch that's going to help bridge that gap uh, tomorrow. Um, and then hopefully we're going to continue to expand upon that. So I want to end with one last question, um, Sal. And one of the themes that we cover a lot, and this ties into Flex, the Flex product, um, is sort of what we call embedded finance. And that's like financial services moving outside the four walls of payments companies or banks and, and being embedded in, in industries and companies that have nothing to do with financial services, you know? Mm -hmm. um, can you speak to that trend and I guess how, how, you're, how you're seeing that from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, when people think financial services, at least from our perspective, as, from the small and medium-sized businesses, uh, it goes beyond just, you know, a checking account and a savings account. Um, at the end of the day, you have to be able to figure out actionable items and, for us, our Omni platform integrating that was one step to do that. And now specifically doing it with Phoenix Flex to be able to enable software companies. Software companies are the one that own eyeballs today. Um, we have a great partner in Service Fusion, for example, um, who does an array of services for their customers. So think HVAC, think lawn care, et cetera. Um, and they own the eyeballs of their customers. And why would we want them to leave that platform into a different product to be able to go get merchant services information or credit card processing information? And that's also the case in financial services. Um, you want to bring these together. So wherever you want to have an interaction with a daily basis, that's where you want to be. And so we see that trend where software companies will be at the forefront of financial services. Um, we actually believe it won't even feel like financial services. When you think about some of the best transactions you have, um, you know, grab the Uber or Lyft, you know, model, they're technically taking payments every single time you're riding and you don't even know that you paid eight bucks or nine bucks as a transaction. It's so seamless. And that's the same thing that you're going to start to feel with any type of business you interact with. If that's how you get your lawn cut, how you get your pool cleaned, how you go to the dentist, um, all of that should be that same version of interaction that they're having within the platform, which embeds that version of personal financial services for the SMB or that, that individual, but then rolling it all up where they can start to interact with the rest of their business within that platform. So uh, we see it as a new wave continuously happening. 
Sal, thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today. Thanks, you too. Thanks, Zach.